Welcome to The Cantankerous Catholic with Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Listen to Joe tackle the really tough moral issues, current events, and politics from a Catholic perspective. Now here's Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Hello again, Sixpackers, and welcome back to The Cantankerous Catholic, Episode 75. We were attacked in 1812 by British forces, unhappy with our victory over them in the Revolutionary War. In a matter of months, we drove the invaders out with an incredibly high casualty rate for our enemy. We were attacked again on December 7, 1941, by the Japanese. As soon as we declared war on Japan for its cruel attack, Nazi Germany and fascist Italy declared war on us. Until the attack on Pearl Harbor, we were a largely pacifist nation, not wanting any involvement in the wars in Europe. That all changed when the first bomb fell on an American naval warship. It took us the better part of three years, fighting on five continents, and becoming the only nation to use a nuclear bomb, but we defeated all our enemies, demonstrating that it's never such a good idea to attack the American sleeping giant. When the greatest generation returned victorious from World War II, men grateful to have returned alive started families, and we had a great baby boom. After what those men had seen over there in the bloodiest, cruelest war in history, they made the mistake of letting their emotions for their children cause them to overindulge them. Consequently, we had the tumultuous 60s and 70s. This made subsequent generations soft and selfish and that had a grave impact on the third time we were attacked. On September 11, 2001, two commercial aircraft flown by Islamist terrorists crashed into the Twin Towers in New York City, killing 2,500 people immediately and thousands more over the next several years. Americans were angry, and enlistment in the military shot way up. Unfortunately, our leaders weren't nearly as concerned with retribution, like the greatest generation had been, as they were promoting agendas. The end result was that they made life harder on American citizens rather than protect them, which is the first responsibility of government. That all took us down a slippery slope leading to today. We're under attack the fourth time, right this minute. America is burning, and our leaders just twiddle their thumbs in response. Many of them are actually overtly supporting and encouraging the criminals who are attacking us. There's plenty of blame for this to be passed around, and there are solutions to stop this madness, none of which are without bloodshed at this point. These are the things we're going to examine this week. Tired of false or confusing doctrine? Want to learn or teach the Catholic faith of our fathers without dilution or compromise? Then it's time for Tradivox. Tradivox is a Catholic nonprofit working with Bishop Athanasius Schneider to restore the perennial catechism of the Catholic Church. Scores of official catechisms from across the last millennium are being harnessed in an amazing new platform for teaching the faith today. Learn more and support this much-needed project at www.tradivox.com. Tradivox, giving voice to tradition. Let's begin by looking at solutions. 
What do you think the greatest generation would have done if they'd been faced with what's going on in America today? Well, they certainly wouldn't have been sitting around in their offices trying to appease protesters and overtly supporting the violence and looting taking place in their cities. What they would have done, and there's plenty of documented evidence of this, is to gather the United States military in front of the rioting crowds and issue one order. The commanding officer in charge would tell the rioting crowds that they have 60 seconds to disperse and that in 61 seconds they should be prepared to die when the soldiers fired on them. Then, 61 seconds later, military units would open fire on any of the rioters who were stupid enough to remain. This is not cruel. It's how war is fought. If these rioters were simply American citizens who were protesting and their protest got out of hand, the way to handle it would be to go in with tear gas and riot batons to crack heads and make arrests. But that's not what we're dealing with here. What we're dealing with are well-organized anti-American groups, some of whom are communists, and these groups are intent on bringing down the United States and destroying the Constitution. In other words, they are enemies of the American people. Our military exists to fight the enemies of America. How do you deal with the enemies of the United States of America? Well, you answer violent attacks with proportionate force. While it's true that the enemy is poorly armed compared to the military, they're going to learn that you don't bring a knife to a gunfight. That's necessary. A principle of war is that you always use however much force is necessary to defeat your enemy. The more brutally you attack your enemy with the intention of defeating him, the more quickly the conflict ends, ultimately saving lives. In order to save America, our constitutional republic, and our way of life, this is what must be done, and it must be done immediately. But how did we get here in the first place? Ultimately, it's our own damn fault. Perhaps the first big test for us is the Roe v. Wade case from the Supreme Court in 1973, which legalized abortion. We allowed that ruling to stand, knowing it was a wrong and invalid decision. Whenever the overwhelming majority of Americans were against legalized abortion in 1973. So the pro-death forces decided to push it even further. Subsequently, they began pushing for euthanasia, physician-assisted suicide, and gay marriage. Once we allowed the LGBT agenda to move forward at a time that only 10% of Americans identified as homosexual, the radical left saw that there was no stopping their agenda because we didn't care enough about our own society to stop them. What are they pushing for now? After all, normal Americans thought radical leftists had achieved all they could think of achieving when they identified as there being 37 genders in existence. But now they want to completely eliminate police forces, Black Lives Matter wants to replace them with their own armed militia, and the radical left want to eliminate all our prisons in the United States of America. Hey, that sounds like a good idea. Replace cops with armed BLM militias. Remember what they were chanting just a few years ago? Pigs in a blanket, fry like bacon, and what do we want? Dead cops. When do we want them? Now. Of course it makes perfect sense to replace cops with these people. 
Now go take your psychotropic medication. Try to imagine for a moment living in a country that has absolutely no police force. That would mean there would be no laws. If there are no laws, what will happen to all of us? People will be able to drive as fast as they want, which would be the least of our worries. People will be able to steal with impunity. Murder will be a common and public event because there will be no one to stop the murder, and there would be no punishment for the crime of murder. There would even be public rapes and child molestations, and there would be no one to stop them. There would be nothing to stop thugs from coming into your home and taking anything they want, sexually abusing your spouse and children, and then murdering your entire household. That's a country without a police force. What will you have to do in a situation like that? If the radical left is successful at eliminating law enforcement, and they may very well be successful, beginning in Minneapolis, you'll have to arm yourself and make up your mind to be prepared to take any human life you run across, because you won't be able to tell whether that person intends harm to you and your family. Is that the way you want to live in the United States of America? I think not. But this may very well come to pass. Antifa has now been proven to not only be a well-organized group, but the United States Justice Department and Project Veritas have proven that this communist organization is well-funded by sources outside the United States. It's widely believed that Antifa gets its primary funding from groups formed by George Soros, who in my opinion should have long ago been charged with treason and duly executed for that crime. The goal of Antifa is the complete destruction of America. They certainly want to rid society of law enforcement and empty our prisons. By eliminating law enforcement, unleashing criminals on the street, and destroying the democratic republic that's worked so well for over 200 years, that will create a vacuum of power. According to official documentation from Antifa, they intend to fill that vacuum. Then you will have no more freedoms. You will do what they tell you or you will die. There won't be any laws. They'll just make them up as they go along and you'll have to live with it. The President of the United States has said that he may have to invoke the Insurrection Act. May? I support President Trump in almost everything he's attempted to do. He's proven repeatedly that he loves America and Americans. However, our situation is so dire that President Trump can't afford to wait any longer to invoke the Insurrection Act. He must do so immediately. Six-packers, we've got to force the President's hand. Go to the WhiteHouse.gov website and send a message to the President telling him you demand that he take control of the unrest across the nation and quell the violence and looting. Then make phone calls, send emails, and write letters to your congressmen and senators. Demand that they tell the president that he must intervene. Tell them that the American people are afraid and vow to actively work against the re-election of these congressmen and senators who refuse to act. Folks, our nation hangs in the balance right now. What we do or fail to do will determine whether next month on Independence Day, we can still go to church, say what's on our mind, or even have the right to defend ourselves. I've contacted the White House, sent my emails and letters, and made my phone calls. How about you? That's awesome!
Can you see yourself making converts? Very few books have ever been written to teach the mechanics of practical Catholic evangelization, something all Catholics are obliged to do. Of the books available, none teach you a step-by-step -step method for actually cultivating an inquirer, then taking that inquirer all the way to the baptismal font. Until now, nobody is more qualified to teach Catholic evangelization than Joe Sixpack, the Every Catholic Guy. Joe Sixpack has made hundreds of converts since 1988 in small group and one-on-one -on -one venues, and 84 of them are his adult godchildren. Consequently, Joe Sixpack, the Every Catholic Guy, is a virtual treasure trove of how-to resources for evangelization. In the Lay Evangelist's Handbook, Joe Sixpack will show you how to become one of God's rock stars of evangelization, what the two primary obligations are for all Catholics that most people don't know, how to begin the journey to becoming a saint, the actual mechanics of productive evangelization, the dangers of nice Catholicism, how to hear God laugh, what to do step-by-step -step to win over a convert, and much, much more. Get your copy of the Lay Evangelist's Handbook by Joe Sixpack, The Every Catholic Guy, today in print or ebook on Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes & Noble, and Kobo. Joe Sixpack, the Every Catholic Guy, wants to make sure you're informed about all the Catholic news you need to know. Here's Joe Sixpack's top five Catholic news picks for this episode. Catholic news pick number five. Hats off to LifeSite News. During a recent Supreme Court ruling, Justice Clarence Thomas referred to Roe v. Wade as one of many incorrect decisions in relation to the 14th Amendment. Roe v. Wade, the 1973 landmark decision, imposed abortion on demand across the United States. In the same context of incorrect decisions, Thomas also mentioned the 2015 ruling in Ogerfeld v. Hodges, which guaranteed a right to homosexual marriage. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Oh, I love it! Catholic, Catholic news, pick news pick number four. Hats off to LifeSite News. Video platform Vimeo has deleted the account of the American Family Association, characterizing the pro-family organization as a hate group. According to the report, Vimeo told the American Family Association it will not host an account if the owner is a member of a terror or hate group. No, 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 no! You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic News Pick Number 3 Hats off to Catholic News Agency. The Supreme Court voted 5-4 to four to uphold California's limit on the number of people who may attend a church service. Chief Justice John Roberts, an appointee of George W. Bush, joined with the four liberal justices on the need to defer to elected officials in response to a pandemic. Roberts said, Comparable secular gatherings, like concerts and movie theaters, have similar restrictions. You're an idiot! You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic, Catholic News Pick Number 2 Hats off to Catholic News Agency. 
St. Mary's Basilica in Minneapolis sustained minor fire damage from the riots that have crippled the city since May 25th. Our damage, in comparison to what is going on in the city, is really just minimal, and we'd really like to focus on that, said the communications director of the Basilica. I like that! You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic Catholic News Pick number one. Hats off to LifeSite News. The porn industry uses Disney characters, innocent-looking pop-up ads to get your kids. If you have kids or grandkids, this is a must-read. Despicable! You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Warning to snowflakes. If he thinks it, he says it. It's time now for Joe Sixpack's Common Sense Catholic Commentary. The other night I watched Tucker Carlson in horror because of a segment he was running. It seems that many public schools are running with a curriculum that's based on and promoted by Black Lives Matters, and this infiltration into public schools began long before the George Floyd riots across the country. You probably don't know as much about Black Lives Matters as you should, especially since they're quietly but aggressively entering into the public school curricula. Now, you'd think that the Black Lives Matter agenda would simply be to help kids with more racial awareness, wouldn't you? Well, you'd be wrong. According to official documents from Black Lives Matters and the publicly observable behavior of the group, what they plan and what they do comes directly from the writings of Karl Marx and Frederick Hegel. In their overall scheme to conquer the world with communism, Marx and Hegel said that everything begins with the family. What's wrong with that, you may ask? Seems like a good thing, until you realize Marx and Hegel were talking about turning the family into a regular chamber of horrors. It begins with propagandizing the children to believe that only the state can give justice, that the state is the all-powerful God, and that any dissent from parents must be crushed so they can be turned into the state. The state becomes greater than the parents. No more daddy's little girl or mommy's little boy. After Tucker explained a bit about the new and quickly growing Black Lives Matter curriculum in public schools, he played two videos that had been uploaded to social media by two younger teenage girls. They were appalling. In the first one, the girl was screaming at her parents how she hates them for not being on board with everything the good, pure, and just Black Lives Matter movement is doing for this country. The second video was a crying teenage girl who expressed her hatred for her family, not just her parents, but her entire family, for being racist Republicans who oppose Black Lives Matters. She said she hates them and wants to move out. My answer to that would be to make it easy for her to do so, but that's a topic better treated later. If you think this Black Lives Matters curriculum will never make it into your children's school, Think again. Black Lives Matters was born out of the Ferguson riots. Six years ago, it didn't even exist. Yet today, they're not only all over the United States and Canada, but they also completely cover Europe. Black Lives Matters is an aggressive, violent, and powerful group that has officials quaking in their boots. They're afraid not to talk to them. 
That's why the school systems they approach, and they will approach your local system soon, with all the speed at which they grew internationally, the school systems they approach accept the Black Lives Matter curriculum without hesitation. School district officials are either themselves woke or they fear Black Lives Matters. The Black Lives Matters curriculum may already be in your school system and you not even know it. Whereas parents and grandparents finance the local school system with taxes, you'd think you'd be informed if something like Black Lives Matter was going to be taught in the schools, but you're not. Remember Hillary Clinton's book, It Takes a Village to Raise a Child? Progressives believe the state can do a much more effective job at raising your child than you can, and they've been trying to prove it for several decades. That's why parents aren't told what's being taught. You'd be amazed and appalled at what your children are learning. And don't think your children are safe just because they're in a Catholic school. They're not. I'm not certain it's an indicator, but I saw a Catholic fifth grade boy recently who couldn't even recite the Our Father, but he knew a lot about social inequities. What does that tell you? It doesn't matter what your profession is. It doesn't matter what your education level is. It doesn't matter what your goals are. The only legacy any man or woman can leave behind are their children. Your children are your greatest responsibility, and they're a responsibility that was given to you directly by God himself. The Catholic Church has taught for centuries the family is a domestic church, and that all education of the family's children is the responsibility of the parents. Not the parish school, not the parish priest, the parents. Period. Your children are the greatest responsibility you have as adults. They're a greater responsibility than those your boss places on you. They're a greater responsibility than even your groceries, mortgage, and car payment. Because of this, most of you are going to have to make some decisions that'll seem scary and perhaps even undoable. I can promise you, though, that just getting past your fear is 90% of winning the battle that rages inside yourself. If you've got kids at home, newborn to a kid about to graduate, mom doesn't need to be working outside the home. Only dad does. The kids need a full-time mom. That's easy for you to say, Joe. You don't have our bills. You're right. I don't have your bills because I decided years ago not to have your bills. I sat down and prioritized and decided what was absolutely necessary and what wasn't. The only things I have that would seem like an extravagance under normal circumstances are a very good iMac and iPad, because these are the tools of my trade. They and books are the only tools of my trade, though, so they're essential. That's what you need to do. Prioritize. What these nationwide stay-at-home orders should have taught you above all else is what I've been preaching to you for over a year. You've got to have at least six months of survival money set aside for emergencies. You don't need a lot of the things you buy at the grocery store or new clothes. You don't need smart TVs, big screen TVs, probably half the appliances in your kitchen. You don't need expensive smartphones because a standard flip phone will do everything you need. Get your budgetary needs in line, and mom can stay home with the kids as a full-time mom as it was intended by God to be. Once mom is full-time at home, 
it's time to pull the kids out of public and parochial school to educate them at home. Homeschooling is the best way, and there are many exceptional Catholic homeschooling organizations out there to help you. You and your children won't be living and learning in a vacuum. Alas, we can't forget the parenting part here. Earlier I told you about the video of the girl who expressed hatred for her family for being racist Republicans who opposed Black Lives Matters. She said she hates them and wants to move out. I noticed in the background of that video that she had a comfortable, well-appointed room with a lot of bright, shiny objects. She was recording from her laptop computer. Her bedroom and house were provided for by her parents. Her laptop was provided by her parents. She certainly didn't look undernourished, so she was provided for by her parents. Yet she was posting on social media that she hates her parents. It's harsh, but I would have sent her out the door with one change of clothes and a $20 bill. Nothing more. I'd have told her that my responsibility for her is at an end. I would have told her that after she learned what it was to have to provide for herself and found out how difficult it is, after a week she could return to discuss the possibility of returning home under my care and protection. And you can believe there would be some very strict conditions for that to happen. Had this girl been properly reared before her little tantrum, none of my solution would have been necessary. The first obvious problem is that she's spoiled as hell. She's got all her gigaws, and I'd be willing to bet she didn't have to do a damn thing to earn any of them. The next obvious problem is that mom and dad have tried to be her buddies instead of her parents. When you're angry with your buddies, you can get away with speaking to them as this girl did, but you can't get away with that when speaking to parents. Hell, you wouldn't even think about it. If mom and dad were being parents, when tensions are high, as they often are with teens, mom and dad would have been addressed as ma'am and sir. My parents were parents. I was a parent. I called my dad dad and my mom mom, but when things grew serious, they were sir and ma'am. My dad's gone now, but I still call my mom ma'am when asked a question or instructed. And there has never been a time when my sons didn't call me sir when things got serious. Children always show respect for parents, but not so with buddies. A parent disciplines. A buddy makes suggestions. A parent gives meaningful punishments. A buddy expresses disappointment. Think about a criminal court judge. Does he make suggestions or express disappointment? He may, but he also does what the law and society expects of him. He disciplines and punishes with prison sentences. You might say, Joe, I don't want to be like a judge. As a parent, you must do on a lesser scale what a judge does on a big scale. Restrict privileges. Take away cherished items. Long before that, teach your children the difference between right and wrong and what you expect of them. If you don't do these things now, I can promise that you'll watch your child led away in chains one day. Oh, no, 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 no! Do you have an apostolate you'd like other Catholics to learn about? Maybe you have an e-commerce business and you want to build sales while supporting a wholly orthodox apostolate. 
Whatever you want to advertise, The Cantankerous Catholic is your portal to success. The Cantankerous Catholic isn't even a year into broadcasting its weekly shows, and we're already listened to in 16 countries, all 50 states, and 101 major cities throughout the U.S. and Canada. Our listener demographics are the most sought after for advertisers. The Cantankerous Catholic avatar is 53% men and 47% women ages 18 to 34. The show's average growth rate through 2019 was 24% per week, and our listeners are Orthodox Catholics who reject heterodox Catholic positions and political correctness. Relative to other podcasts and online advertising, our rates are extremely cost-effective and inexpensive. You can advertise in each show's show notes, in the recorded episode itself, our weekly newsletter that announces each new episode, all of these media together, or in any combination. So contact us today by filling out the form on the Sponsor Kit page at cantankerouscatholic.com or email Joe Sixpack, the Every Catholic Guy, directly at joe at cantankerouscatholic.com to learn how you can begin driving traffic to whatever you want to promote while helping to support a worthy, orthodox, and hard-hitting apostolate. I believe a really great way to teach the faith is through stories, parables, and anecdotes. So here's today's story. Famed astronomer Robert Kirshner had a scientist friend who didn't believe in God. While visiting Kirshner one day, this friend admired a model of the solar system that was displayed on a table. By turning a crank, the planets would orbit around the sun in their own path and at the exact proportion of movement. That's a nice model. Who made it? asked the scientist. Kirshner replied, oh, nobody. But tell me, I want to know who made it. I just told you, nobody made it. It made itself. The friend began to see the point and said, I see you're trying to be funny. Isn't it you who are being funny? replied Kirshner. You can't even believe that this little model made itself, but you can believe that the sun and moon and stars and the entire vast universe somehow came into being without a maker. His friend thought about this for quite some time and eventually changed his mind. God never had a beginning. He always was. He'll never have an end. He's the highest being. God made all things. They didn't make themselves. He's almighty. Think of God as you look at the sky, the stars, the sun, trees, flowers, lakes, and all created things. If they're beautiful and wonderful, how beautiful and wonderful must be the God who made them? Help your fellow Catholic six-packers. They need to be listening to the Cantankerous Catholic, and you can help them find it better if you leave a review at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Leaving a review will make it easier for other Catholics to find the Cantankerous Catholic because reviews cause the podcasting platforms to show it more often. And I thank you in advance for leaving a review. This has been the Cantankerous Catholic with Joe Sixpack, the Every Catholic Guy. Thanks for subscribing and be sure to visit cantankerouscatholic.com to get your free copy of Joe's popular book, The Best of What We Believe, Why We Believe It.